how's it going tonight, everybody? We are Run the Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we're on a hunt tonight. A hunt for what we think of Blade. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we watched Blade, um, 1998 Blade. This was directed by Stephen Norrington, um, and it was written by David S. Scoyer, who we were talking about a little before the show, just talking about everything he does. I think Dan might have a, a hot take about him later, but... Oh, I don't think it's a hot take. <laughs> At least I'd hope not. Not a hot take, but uh, he's got a, some opinions. But yeah, this was my first time watching this movie. I, uh, I actually picked it somehow. Like I've always been aware of Blade, but I guess I kind of forgot about it for a long time because I'd never watched it. And man, we watched it on TV, or at least part of it once. Just gotta say, this was yeah my first time not seeing it on like cable television. So a little more fulfilling, I think. My parents like had it mysteriously, like the whole trilogy in our like weird random DVD collection of many <laughs> things. And that's where I watched it. I was like, this looks cool. <laughs> nice. And, well, this is a, so Blade is a Marvel character. And I guess this movie is kind of like the startup for Marvel movies uh, or well, Marvel moving into uh, movies as a medium to do the comics, right? The first really big one. There was other stuff. Like, I know if people, yeah, talk about like Howard the Duck and wasn't there the Captain America movies, the Hulk TV show, there's the Fantastic Four. But uh, Hulk and Fantastic Four came out after this. I know Fantastic Four did. No, 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 no. The show Hulk. And then there's the Fantastic Four movie, but I don't think it was released. It never got released. There's only bootlegs of it, yeah, but that was in the 80s. There's Doctor Strange. He had a movie. Yeah, a lot of straight to like DVD weird stuff. They they tried it, but uh, Blade was the first successful one. <laughs> yeah, first like big budget and successful, yeah. <laughs> and rated R. Yeah, that's a big thing of all the ones that started off with they picked blade rated r hard r yeah of all their characters like really blade i mean i like blade but that's such a crazy pick to be like this is gonna be you know a great marvel character to adapt to the screen that success probably came out of nowhere i bet and probably surprised everybody it it does fit very well with the movies coming out in that time period, though. So it's, it's like the perfect time for it to come out, I think. <laughs> yeah, it has um, like a, a Matrix-y feel to it with the way it's shot, the colors it's used, the, the action. Well, this was before Matrix came out. I was going to say, I think it kind of, yeah, opened the door for this whole genre of action movies you know like resident evil and yeah underworld and that one with charlie's theron that horrible doom one you know those are all kind of in this vein like this one manages to be <laughs> significantly better in my opinion but <laughs> yeah those are all pretty similar in the same time but uh this also kind of had i guess new new like vampires we're, we're doing vampire movies so 
like it has a unique vampire take where they're like underground society but they're like really goth vampires who listen to like <laughs> europe uh <laughs> electronic music at least frost and we can talk about him there's like a separation the old curmudgeons and then there's these new vampires who are all hip and they listen and party and yeah they have a good time yeah, I was, you know, like, I've seen the Underworld movies, and the vampires in that are similar to, like, the old curmudgeons in this one. So I kind of expected the old guys to be really cool, but they're so lame. <laughs> they're curmudgeons. <laughs> yeah, before we get too deep, this is going to be spoiler heavy, so. We might even discuss the other movies a little bit. <laughs> this is the only Blade one I've seen, so. Oh, same. We can... Try and keep those spoilers a little lower, but <laughs> I guess just Blade One talk. How have you guys not seen Blade Blade Two? I was too busy <laughs> watching Underworld ten times in a row. <laughs> oh man, man, you could just watch Underworld One and then move on with Blade and Blade Two. <laughs> oh man, I love the second Underworld. Maybe that's my biggest guilty pleasure movie. I love it so much. Yeah. I remember Fox and I, uh, well, Fox's family was going on vacation, and they're like, Mike, come along. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go. And it was a long drive where we were going, and you had this TV that we had to, like, balance <laughs> in between us. One of those old portable DVD players. <laughs> yeah, we, we watched... Uh, the Underworld, that was the first time I'd seen the Underworld movies. Nice. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> Truly a vampire staple. It did make the traveling better. But Blade, yeah, spoilers for Blade, so go watch it if you haven't and come back or just stick around. Whatever you want to do, you've been warned. You've probably seen it, unlike two of our co-hosts here. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Surely our listeners are more cultured than this. I mean, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so is it, what, do you, what do you guys think of Blade? It's a cool movie. Yeah, Blade's got style, man. I love his style. There's a long coat, samurai swords, metal boomerangs, metal stakes, shotguns. This guy has it all, and he's so cool. Striking poses. Katana and trench coat? Holy cow. He's got a look, and it's great. Yeah, like, he would fit in right in the Matrix. His reveal at the beginning is so cool, and yeah, it's like just this nasty techno blood-spilled dance floor, and then the guy, like, looks up, and it's just Blade standing there, and he's like, yeah, leather. Daywalker. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. The whole opening of this movie's awesome, because, like, you're... You're going in there and you think that that or the dude thinks he's going to get lucky and they go to this club and then it turns out they're all vampires and the guy's going to get eaten. And then they're like all scared of Blade when he's just standing there and then he just slaughters them. Oh, this is legit. That might be my favorite part of the whole movie. It's just such a good opener. Oh, man. Yeah, the style is awesome. I mean, if you like the Matrix stuff. You're going to love this. I mean, Blade just looks cool. And I mean, Wesley Snipes is an awesome actor and he just owns the part and makes it his own and does a great job with it. Yeah, I agree. This movie is pretty fun. It's got some fun action in it. It's got a cool, like, 
there's a world beneath you you know nothing about. It's got that feel for it as the movie, but I mean, the main reason that's going to keep me coming back is Blade. <laughs> Mostly the action sequences for me. A lot of the other stuff I'm not as huge into. I think it's kind of boring, but whenever Blade's yeah, just like doing karate kicks and slicing people up, it's really, really good. Yeah, I liked him and his, uh, I, I don't know, his like partner, um, sidekick guy, Whistler. He was kind of cool. I thought he was Kurt Russell at first, but he wasn't. <laughs> uh, th- that that guy does great. The scene where he comes in and like saves Blade, that was pretty cool. He like blows up the whole building, yeah. Yeah, they have like the vampire Bible there. <laughs> Blade's <laughs> just throwing guys through it. Whistler's shooting it. <laughs> I mean, I guess they don't really care, but I just found that kind of funny. <laughs> Complete disregard for it. Yeah, <laughs> all these priceless artifacts, yeah. Yeah, he really does a good job, and I mean, he carries the movie 100% and does a great job with it. Like, the bad guys in this movie, they're kind of lame, I think. Oh, yeah. They're not very interesting. There was that, the, like, sidekick of the bad guy with the long hair who kept getting limbs cut off oh i love that guy i thought he was so annoying (laughs) he was funny he had at least he had a personality unlike the other guy yeah that's true frost was super one-dimensional but yeah it's like you're there for blade and blade delivers oh yeah man can that be our new like tagline for the show (laughs) you're here for blade and Blade delivers. <laughs> but can we change it? You're here for Run the Real. Run the Real delivers. <laughs> just keep reviewing Blade over and over. We'll just do Uh-oh. the trilogy every episode from now on. We're just going to go through them over and over again. <laughs> just watch Blade. <laughs> we are the Blade podcast. All we talk about is the Blade movies. That's it. Yeah, I have the awesome Blade quotes. Like his quote at the end of this movie. <laughs> It's, it's so good. Um, yeah. He's just like some mother, you know, like <laughs> bleep it out TV, but he's always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> like, what does that even yeah. mean, Blade? What are you talking about? And then he tosses the vial into the air, jumps and does a spin kick and launches it into the guy's forehead. <laughs> and then he explodes. Like, that that's some <laughs> style right there. I think what really makes that kind of stuff is that it's not like the Marvel movies today where there's always, like, somebody like Chris Pratt and, like, they're doing, like, we're in on the joke, we get it. Like, Wesley Snipes is into this character. There is no fourth <laughs> wall breaking here. Like, he is Blade in that moment. <laughs> this is cool, dang it. This is cool. He's like a, a weird combination of, like, badass, but... He says some of the goofiest stuff, and he does some goofy (laughs) stuff, too. Like the fist pump? Yeah, the fist pump. Like, did he blow up somebody or something? And he's all like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. It's so goofy. It just feels like very, like, 90s, 2000s, you know? It just captures that vibe almost perfectly, which it feels really nostalgic, I think, for me. And you can tell he's having a blast being Blade. <laughs> I mean, he even said in one of the interviews for it, I think, that he was like he was excited because it was a comic book character and he'd be able to do all kinds of crazy stuff because of that. Yeah, and I mean, he is like a martial artist as well. I think he's got 
a black belt or something in some martial art. I don't know what it was. I can't remember, but so he's actually doing a lot of that stuff. Yeah, he was he was pretty buff, and I mean, when he was doing those kicks, it looked legit. Oh man, he's got some bowling ball shoulders in this movie. Yeah, when they like strip him down to put him on the thing and steal his blood or whatever they were doing. Yeah, I was like, oh man, he is Jack. He ain't gonna fit in that box. <laughs> yeah, <Too big. laughs> need a bigger box. You can't really tell until that moment. There are some really neat martial arts sequences with him. He does a fantastic job with that. I saw that he was credited for like the choreography on the fight scenes in this. Really? That's cool. Yeah, that, that first scene's really good. And then there's that scene, I think it's towards the end, where he's just like really mad and he's just going at it with all these different vampires. Oh, when he fist fighting them all? Yeah, that was great. Oh, man. Man, that, that sequence is so cool because he, like, gets his sunglasses back and then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to beat all you fools up. <laughs> he's, like, slamming, yeah, slamming people's heads in the walls, ripping people's throats out. Like, jeez, please, <laughs> throwing it at people. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he's brutal. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. I actually had rewound that spot there because i was like did he just do that and yeah he does <laughs> that is kind of what i like about this though it like especially with like the marvel movies nowadays you know they all kind of feel kind of samey and they all have a similar style to them whereas this you know it's bloody it's got some really cool i mean they don't have quite the cgi budget as you know nowadays and the technology of nowadays so a lot of this is yeah just like cool like karate martial arts fighting it's it's really refreshing, I think, to watch it after seeing a lot of the Marvel movies that have come out recently, at least, just because it is so different, at least in some aspects. I will also say it is eerily similar in terms of like villains sometimes and, you know, strange plots at the end. <laughs> <laughs> they just can't do good villains for to save their life. I, I've always thought it's weird that this is the one that showed Marvel that they can actually pull off doing movies but it really is like the perfect storm of everything coming together i mean just the the tone the look uh the setting i mean the world that you don't know about underneath i mean everybody was doing that around this time and then the yeah the karate just like it, it, it's nuts right and it's only helped by the success of the matrix because it's like everybody loved blade then the matrix came out and they're pretty similar films really uh and, and then that just like compounded the success of that style of film and then and then after that we got the excellent two spider-man movies from sam raimi x-men yeah the x-men but we wouldn't even have the dark knight without blade this one showed Hollywood that you can have good success with comic book films. Oh, and beyond that, making them dark and gritty and violent. Yeah. Especially like the the Spider-Man 1 and 2. Even those are pretty dark and violent and bloody too, actually. At least those ones, they were like, <laughs> we could do good villains in these. And then they forgot about it for like 15 years. Well, they, yeah, they might have forgot about it in three when they're just like, we can do villains. <laughs> we can do lots of villains. 
What are you talking about, Terry? There is no Spider-Man 3. Oh, I see. <laughs> Just like there's no Blade 3, there's no Spider-Man 3. That must have been a dream. Let's talk about the villains since we're, <laughs> we're on that. I don't like Frost one bit. Nah, yeah, he's lame. I don't even get what his deal is. He wants to resurrect the blood god so that everybody's like he is. Because he's mad that he's a hat, he's not a pure blood vampire. So he wants to bring the blood god back because he's not like a pure blood vampire. And the curmudgeons are like, don't do that because it's a bad idea. They don't even know it's like a thing, I don't think. Well, that's my other question, right? I was reading the trivia that Whistler can read the Bible, but the old curmudgeon vampires can't read the Bible. I'm very confused about the motivations of the curmudgeon vampires and Whistler's endgame here. And Well, the, cur the curmudgeons, they want to be like, they want to keep things the same because things have been working fine for them. And then here comes this new young vampire. He's like, no, 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 we're the best. We should be above the humans. They should be our food and that's it. Like, why, why aren't we just in control and out in the open? But the old vampires say no. And so that's when he's like, okay, we need the blood god. I guess. So everybody's a vampire, which I feel like that would cause a lot of issues if everyone becomes a vampire. What are you going to eat? I don't know, but I don't know. Maybe you can drink the blood of other vampires. So, like, why did the old curmudgeons just let him walk all over them? Like, why don't they just off him or something? Yeah, they're so lame. Is he part of the council? I don't even know. It didn't seem like it. They made him wait outside. Yeah, so he could come in and yell at him. <laughs> yeah, and then later on in the movie, he just he just kidnaps like the head vampire, kills him, and then walks in and's like, "I'm in charge now." And I'm like, "Yeah, right. No way that would happen." <laughs> it's just it's, they needed it to happen, so they forced it to happen without any development or logical sense or thinking on the writer's part for that. Which I mean. Looking at who wrote it, it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I'm sensing a segue to your cool take. <laughs> Very suspicious. Yeah, yeah. So this was wrote by David S. Goyer, right? Goyer's not good at writing scripts or screenplays. He's pretty bad at it. He's on a ton of stuff. He's, he's on a ton of stuff, but if you look at the good stuff he's on, there's a lot more bigger names on those that had more control over it than he did and the stuff where it's just him or he's the big name on there i mean just look at batman versus superman for example and i mean honestly the the writing in this isn't great either like it, it's there's a lot of very questionable um dialogue and sayings in this like i love blade's quote at the end but i mean <laughs> it's ridiculous the ice skate uphill one yeah i read that wesley snipes came up with that did he come up with that i think i was, yeah i think i saw that he was like man like he just said that on set and then goyer was like yes do that say that I, i'll give him a pass on that on that one because i love that line even though it's ridiculous but i mean there's a lot of other examples of it throughout the movie that are not great i mean i don't know if he's amazing he's 
He's like a comic guy. Like on a lot of comic book movies, you'll see his name. I think he might just be like Hollywood's like, well, we'll just get this guy. He's done a lot of comic stuff, you know, but. Not necessarily the best, but <laughs> by any means, but gets the job done, I suppose. No, yeah. But I mean, he's not my favorite either. I don't know what he's done. He He's, he's probably better as like a brainstorming guy, I would feel like, you know. It's a lot easier to brainstorm than write something, that's for sure, but. It, it, it it's i i forgive it more in the blade movies because they're like they're just fun action films for the most part so it's more it's more acceptable in these earlier ones than in some of the ones he'll be associated with later in his career i'm more here for the action anyways yeah exactly something i will compliment the writing on though i think it's pretty cool that like it's not an origin story really it's pretty much they throw us in into the Blades universe. Like we see like, I think it's probably like a, not even a minute scene of like, you know, his mom getting bit or whatever, but they just throw you into the Blades whole deal. Like literally, yeah, the first scene we see is him just massacring vampires in a club. Like that's all we need to know about Blade, honestly. Yeah, there's not some long drawn out origin story, which every superhero seems to have now. I think usually for me, those are like the weakest movies, like the origin stories. The little origin it has is so quick. Yeah, just, oh, his mom got bit by a vampire while he was, she was pregnant. Okay, cool. Got it. And then <laughs> now he's a superhero or an antihero and he hates vampires, cuts them up with a blade. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Has anybody read like Blade comics, like the actual comic character? Is he pretty similar to the movie or is the movie kind of different? Uh, he's pretty similar, yeah. I might be wrong, but I believe he didn't used to have like the powers of a vampire, but they changed it after the movie came out and gave him like those powers without the weaknesses and stuff. But I think bef before that, he was just a dude. He might have had some sort of vampire y thing, but. Not like blatant, like not like strength healing and you know all that stuff, but he's pretty much yeah. He looks pretty similar. He's going around killing vampires. I think he, I think he was fighting Dracula himself. Makes sense. <laughs> that was the first comic he showed up in was uh, a Dracula comic. So, so they like a Van Helsing type thing then, or that's how he started out as yeah, something like that. I think it's. His mom, I think the whole reason he hates him, I, might, I can't remember, I don't know, it's been a while. I don't really know much about Blade, honestly, but I think it's similar setup where his mom got killed or something, and so he just hates vampires. It kind of reminded me a little bit of, I guess, Punisher, because, I mean, he's out there actually massacring vampires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was trying to think, the only other hero I know who, like, just kills stuff, who's a comic book guy, is a Punisher. I don't know anything really about Blade or Punisher, except they, like, kill everything. <laughs> um, but that's all I really knew about Blade before I watched this, was he's, like, a vampire hunter. And I didn't know if he was vampire or not. And I like how this movie, like, gets that out of the way subtly, like, in the first five minutes when he shines a light on him. He's like, this will fry a vampire. And then it sh he shines it on Blade, and I'm like, okay, so he's not a vampire. Yeah, it, it, he's a really cool character, and that's good because all the other characters suck in this movie. Like, especially Frost. You just don't buy him as a threat 
at all. <laughs> Even when he turns into the blood god. He looks like the lead singer of like a pop punk band. <laughs> he does, yeah, he doesn't does. he? <laughs> <laughs> He's like that whiny little kid who's like mad because he didn't get his way. And I mean, yeah, it's just so lame. The He turns into the blood god, I guess. And they have a sword <laughs> yeah, fight. I guess. <laughs> but there's not a lot of payoff to that, I don't feel like. I never really thought that he was going to be a very good physical threat to Blade, you know? I was entertained by the random gratuitous sword fight. Man, that was, <laughs> that was pretty fun. <laughs> I want, there wasn't as much sword fighting in this as I remembered. I must have been thinking of Blade 2. Because most, most of the time he's just shooting her hand... Or doing hand-to-hand combat. Uses that shotgun a lot. Yeah, that shotgun has absolutely no recoil either. He's got vampire strength. Yeah, he just... Did you forget how massive Snipes was (laughs) in this movie? Well, even Karen, like, picks it up and uses it, and there's no recoil. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's a vampire, too. She hadn't cured herself yet. Oh, I guess that's true. Well, she hadn't turned, though. But I guess... Um, Blade is like half vampire, so. A debate for the ages. (laughs) Does the shotgun have recoil? (laughs) (laughs) And that massive pistol he has, it's just like so big. That thing's awesome. That was pretty cool, like, since Whistler made all his weapons, you could tell, like, that all his guns were custom made and everything, too, which was neat. I liked all the cool, like, yeah, gizmos and stuff. The silver stakes, the battering thing. His sword has, like, silver stabby things on the hilt, I guess. <laughs> you have it explode your hand. Oh, that was legit. I did like Frost's henchman. I will say that. The, the kind of long-haired guy who runs away every time Blade tries to kill him. Who got his face shoved into a train. Yeah. <laughs> And he gets, like, progressively gnarlier, like, throughout the movie, too. Like, gets he... burnt to a crisp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of liked him. Like, at least he was more fun than Frost, you know? He had a personality. He was kind of goofy. I'm going to be a naughty blood god. <laughs> <laughs> he, he rode the line a little bit to me between being just cringy and being annoying. So, I, I, I just didn't like... I didn't like any of Frost's crew, especially that blonde-haired vampire lady. She was terrible. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she was so bad. She could have been cool, but, like, she was barely in it. She, like, said maybe two words, I think. She didn't even speak till the end, and, like, then she gets pepper sprayed to death. <laughs> yeah, the lamest way to go. <laughs> so, I've got a question. How'd you guys feel about... The twist with Blade's mom that um, Frost was the one who bit her and now she's like on his side, full on vampire. Like, was that necessary? I thought it was weird. (laughs) I liked it, but I didn't like that it was Frost that did it. Like, I think it would have been better if it she just got turned by some random vampire or whatever. I I like. I liked it because it gives a lot more character development to Blade. Does it, though? Yeah, because it it shows that, like, he's so... He's grown up hating vampires so much, and he's so against their kind that, like, nothing's gonna 
turn him off of his path anyways. And also, it's kind of like an extremist point of view, too, because um, he's like, I've got to save you from your curse or whatever, even though she was totally for it. So it kind of it gives him some interesting character development. I did like that part of it. She says something kind of interesting about like, I've learned to love the killing and I can tell you've learned to love it too. And I was like, you know, that's actually true because Blade definitely is enjoying himself as he's murdering all of these vampires. <laughs> yeah, he is. Does have a great time. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool, but I don't know. I feel like that could have been its own movie. If that had been like the whole point was him trying to figure out like who killed his mom or whatever, I think that would have made it better. It just feels like it's kind of tacked on to me a little bit. Yeah, I'd agree. It feels it's a good idea, but not executed as well as it should have been yeah i feel like she could have been taken out of the movie entirely and it would have been the same like i don't feel like it like it didn't even really add that much um to blade's character either i don't think because they set it up that his whole reason he's doing this is like to get vengeance for his mom kind of a little bit but when he finally does meet his mom it's kind of like not a very impactful scene at all. <laughs> he just goes back to killing. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe that's the point. He was more connected to uh, Karen's character than his mom. Whistler. Yeah, Whistler too. I wish there was like another scene of uh, Whistler and Blade like killing vampires together. Yeah, or even just hanging out. I don't feel like they actually interact all that often, honestly. Yeah, I wanted more of that that bromance. Except that that train scene, it was cool, but watching it kind of really made me dizzy. I don't know. I've never had like that happen with a movie before, but I don't know. It was really strange for me watching it. Is it like just like the motion or something of like the camera? Yeah, it was like they had the camera, and they were all standing on the platform there, but there was like that really uh, CGI looking train just flying by on the other half of the like shot and they were doing stuff on the right side and there was that thing on the left and i don't know it was it really kind of made me dizzy just sitting there watching it man the cgi is garbage in this movie <laughs> it is not great it's so bad and it like blows my mind because we had the matrix the very next year, and the CGI is so much better in that movie. I will say it's better than I thought it was going to be, like from what I remembered when I watched it the first time, but it's not good either, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot about all the CGI in it, and I was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> it aged pretty poorly, especially when Frost is like cut in half and the blood is squirming in between him. Now, hold on. I loved that. That was awesome. That was like the most comic book scene in the movie for me. <laughs> like, it even looked like a comic book drawing for a moment. It does. <laughs> it was yeah. great. <laughs> Man, but they even CGI, like, drops of blood on Frost's head sometimes. Like, couldn't you just, like, get some red water and, like, drop it on his head at the very least? Like, come on. Now, that is a problem. Yeah, they use a lot of fake blood and a lot of CGI blood, and they look very different. CGI was new. They thought they could do anything with it, and, well, maybe it looked better back then. It just kind of sounds like a difference in, like, cinematographers and visual effects companies between the two movies. You know, 
people that were doing what was standard at the time and people who were innovating on the cutting edge. Yeah, I mean, this was 22 years ago, so I do kind of give it a little bit of a pass. But I, it does, it looks pretty terrible when their heads, like, explode <laughs> from the vials and stuff. <laughs> I, I would give it a pass, but, I mean, we had the Matrix the next year, so it's hard for me to give it a pass when that one still holds up. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't look amazing, though, either. I, I, last time I watched Matrix, like, it looks fine, but once again, I forgive a lot of it because of the time period, you know? It was innovative for the time, for sure, but... And I think you're right, Fox. I think it probably is just the Wachowskis were a lot more like on the cutting edge of things, whereas this movie, probably not. You know, they just wanted to make a fun action movie. Something else that really bugged me in the story, this go around watching it, was the whole like cure thing. How does this random hematologist that Blade saves, how is she able to find the cure to vampirism? And and they imply that the vampires don't know about it. The vampires have been, like, in charge for who knows how long at this point. You really don't think they know how to cure vampirism themselves? I guess they haven't bitten a hematologist yet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're stuck in their old ways. And it only works on the, uh, like, converted while they're still alive people, not the purebloods, so... Pure bloods don't give a crap, you know, they're just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you would think they would know just to have some, have it around in case they need it for who knows what reason. And it's like, it, it's just like, it's a reason to give her character, like, meaning in the last half of the movie. So that she's just not running around doing nothing, I suppose. It's a very bad story decision and just was like... Ugh, I didn't like it at all. My uh, my fiance and I watched a movie pretty recently with a similar issue with immortal people, and we were like, "What? Why don't they have science to figure this thing out? They're immortal." And the conclusion we came to was that you know, like modern medicine, right? Like modern medical science, it's really only been around for like what, like forty, fifty, maybe sixty years, where we can really do crazy stuff like this. So maybe they just haven't had an immortal recently. That's up on it i don't know that was our conclusion our only logic we could come up with that would make sense for that but i mean it's vampires they're biting people all the time and turning them so <laughs> but why would they want to go back you know why even bother researching a cure you once you're a vampire you're totally cool and you're like partying and well if you're a young hip <laughs> vampire except for the curmudgeons <laughs> yeah they didn't seem very motivated to do anything so <laughs> they just wanted to get stocks it's just super lame that some random hematologist figures it out after like two days with Blade. Way too fast. That That's the thing about this movie. It's like you can absolutely tear it apart if you want to. But I mean, for me, Blade is so cool that I kind of like don't want to. Like I'm there for Blade and... And Blade delivers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> as long as Blade delivers... And you get to see Blade doing Blade stuff and saying, you know, awesome lines. I'm I'm pretty happy, you know. I guess while we're on, like, annoying vampire stuff that we thought was weird, I don't really like that they can just put sunscreen on and they're fine. I think that's kind of lame. Was that what that was? Yeah. 
that seems kind of lame to me that they could just get around it that easy, you know? Like, just throw on some sunscreen, you can go out for a few minutes, you're fine. I guess they kind of make fun of the motorcycle helmets and what we do in the shadows. That made more sense to me than just sunscreen, I mean... It didn't bug me too much. I mean, they, they change up how the vampires work a little bit, too, anyways, so... Yeah, it just seems like it's too easy to get around their weakness. I don't mind them switching the formula, but it's just... Of all things, sunscreen. The biker helmets were <laughs> a better idea, I thought. Just... <laughs> that makes more sense. It's a lot cooler, too. The vampires can produce SPF 100% sunblock, but they can't find a cure. <laughs> Man, that's what they've been researching for the last hundred years. It's like, we just want to go out in the daytime, <laughs> Yeah, guys. please. That's all we want. I guess we kind of uh, covered some technical stuff already. I don't know if anybody else encountered this. So I started watching this movie, like, just like with my TV speakers, right? And it seemed like, especially in the first half, that, like... The mic for like a boom would be placed somewhere on the set, and people who were away from it were super quiet. Like everything in the hospital, it kind of seemed like, for me at least, somebody was always so quiet I could hardly hear them talking. And eventually I switched over to headphones. I don't know if anybody else encountered that, or maybe it's just me and my lame hearing. Do you use the TV speakers, or do you have a sound system, or what were you using? Just my TV speakers to start. It was better with headphones on, because I switched to headphones after about 20 minutes in. I've, I've got a sound bar, so our audio thing would be a bit different. Yeah, I had a sound bar, and there was, especially in the beginning, pretty drastic differences between the sound and scenes for me. Like, I had to crank it up only in really, like, the first 20 minutes. I had to crank it up to hear what people were saying. But then when it started playing music, I about, like, spilled my drink because I was like, oh my god, it's so loud. One of the things I saw in this was that they shot the handheld scenes with, like, a special camera that had, like, an onboard sound unit, which I guess was, like, a pretty big deal at the time. Like, this, this note on IMDb makes a big deal out of it, and I'm like, surely that doesn't mean, like, a shotgun mic. Like, yeah, like, they had to be, like, using something else, like... But I, I wondered if that's what, like, the problem was, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just turn subtitles on, usually in every movie I watch now, just so I can make sure I, like, get, get everything everybody's saying. Same here. Like I said, I mean, technical things, yeah, it was the biggest thing I noticed besides the CGI that kind of threw me off. I will say, on the technical stuff, too, I did have a few complaints with the shots for the action. Not not a lot of complaints, but there were a few instances where they were doing some real quick cuts that did not look great whenever Wesley Snipes couldn't perform a move or I don't even know what they were trying to do. It was mostly at the beginning and then like a little bit in the middle. They had some real quick cuts that I wasn't a fan of and more shaky cam than was necessary at the start. Made it kind of hard to see what was going on, but it's not in there for most of it. Like there's only a few instances that they do it and it begs the question to me, why even do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was actually pretty good for the most part. There were some quick cuts though. I'd agree with that, but I was actually kind of impressed. Yeah, I was like, I was expecting a lot more like just... Snap, snap, snap really quick. But they, they let it linger a few times of, yeah, Wesley Snipes doing these pretty cool moves. 
especially at the end when he's doing all the hand the hand stuff, they have a pretty like decently long take of him just smacking people around. And I was like, that that's awesome. I like some of the other shots and stuff in this too. Like a lot of like the time lapses I thought were really, really cool of like the city with the, the sun setting and the shadows just looming over the city and that kind of thing. I thought that was all really cool. Really cool. Like tone setting. I thought very oppressive feeling. Yeah, it's, it's good. For the most part, pretty good. Well, does anybody have anything else? Are we ready for some overall presentation on Blade? Yep, I'm good. All right, we got a scale we use to rate these movies we got. goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it in that order. We all give a little summary about what we think, and then we try to average out our scale at the end. So who knows what side of the scale Blade will end up on. But, you know... You guys know me. I like to, you know, dig into history, uncover some kind of interesting facts about our past, that kind of thing. And I stumbled upon this document talking about this ritual, about how to uh, to summon the one who goes first. Usually, I wouldn't just, like, do some random ritual I see on um, on some parchments I found in my basement. But here we are. I did it. And you'll never believe it. After I did the ritual, I got onto Discord. And you'll never guess who was first in the Discord waiting for me. <laughs> who was summoned. It was Mike. Ah! The ritual worked. Oh! <laughs> he is the one who will go first. The ritual is complete. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So yeah, this is my first time seeing Blade. I've, I've heard about it for a while. Like, I've known about it for like forever and i feel like if i would have seen this as a kid it would have just blown my mind because you know blade is such a cool character the fights are cool the just the the world is kind of cool but it's a little lame too the more you think about it like i said earlier you can like tear this movie apart if you want to because there's some weird stuff that goes on some of the characters are kind of lame but I mean, you're here for Blade. The movie's called Blade, and Blade delivers, so I'm going to give this a watch it. I had a lot of fun watching Blade do his stuff. He's cool, and his one-liners are awesome. And first thing when I told Dan that I had watched Blade was he was quoting Blade quotes. So <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah, that it's worth it to know what these are, so watch it from Mike. Yeah, this movie was a blast. I just kicked back with a couple of brews and had a great time with this one you know i don't let my technical complaints get you down you know be better than me get a sound system of some sort or watch with headphones this sort of film was like kind of what i grew up on like i said all those awful action movies from the late 90s early 2000s like resident evil and underworld so this was a really great nostalgic kind of return but in you know in fairness i hadn't seen it not on cable. This was kind of a TNT staple back in the day, I think, so it was kind of cool to see the whole thing unedited without commercials. Made it significantly better. And I think I gotta give this a buy. I could watch this a number of times and not get tired of it, just like old Underworld 2. So <laughs> that's a buy from Fox. Wow. <laughs> Ringing endorsement. <laughs> I haven't seen Underworld 2, to be fair, but... You know, this is a pretty good movie. It's a nice change of pace from, like, a lot of the Marvel movies we get nowadays. You know, it's 
bloody rated r it's got such a cool like style i guess you know blade he's just so cool man i love it and it has that kind of fun nostalgia of the times kind of like what fox was saying about the era it just feels very like 90s 2000s which is kind of cool the plot is a little questionable i think um but honestly the action i think more than makes up for it i don't really like the villains that much i kind of like the henchmen i guess but Really, Blade's all that matters here, and Blade's pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to give it a watch it, but also, full disclosure, I do own this movie, so uh, <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but hey, I'm just going to give it a watch it, but I do own it. Yeah, I always enjoy me some Blade and Blade 2, the only Blade movies that got made. They're They're really fun. They're really fun, cool action movies. I mean... They pretty much rely 100% on Wesley Snipes, and Wesley Snipes is a great actor, and he delivers in this one. He's awesome as Blade. It's going to be real hard for, and I'm sorry I'm going to butcher his name, I think it's Mahershala Ali. It's going to be real hard for him to top Wesley Snipes in in this movie, because he does a great job, but I mean, Ali's a really good actor too, and I'm... Very much looking forward to his take on Blade for the um, new one Marvel's doing. That being said, though, I am also worried that that new Marvel Blade movie is going to betray the spirit of this one and be PG-13. And if that happens, I'm going to be very disappointed. But, you know, we'll see, I guess. We'll see. But I I ain't counting on any miracles there. But anyways, back to... This Blade, this Blade's a lot of fun. I always enjoyed watching it just because Blade's so cool and the action's so fun and so good in this. I mean, I commented on there being a little too much quick cuts and shaky cam and some instances in it for my liking. But I mean, that whole end scene is like super solid. The beginning is so cool, even if they do do some of those techniques that I don't like in action movies. The story, though, is not. The story is not good at all. I mean, you've got terrible villains who are unbelievable. Um, I mean, just everything with Frost is bad. You don't buy him as, like, competition even for Blade. It's just ridiculous. It just, just wasn't handled very well. The sequel does a much better job of that. The hematologist, she has nothing to do, so they give her something that's really stupid and doesn't make any sense. Um, It's just not great. Like, even with the mother angle for Blade, like, I like what they're doing, but that's even mishandled in the story some. So I I wasn't big on the story, unfortunately. But you know what? I'm I'm not here for Blade for the, the story. I'm here for Blade, and it... Blade delivers, you know. Well, I I would want the I do wish the story was better. It's it's a lot. It's good at what it is. So I'm giving it a watch it because it's it's cool. I like it a lot. There you have it. Blade delivers. I think every one of us said that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and similar phrasing. After I watched it, like. My wife and I were taking turns trying to say his his, his iconic line at the end in the Blade <laughs> voice, and it was hilarious. We had a great time doing that. It's a good line. It truly is a good line. 
You won't hear anything quite like it. It reminds me of this, the cheesy one-liners a lot from like the Schwarzenegger 80s era. That's, that's why I like it. <laughs> Blade does not suck. Confirmed. Blade delivers. He delivers. At least to watch it. He does suck one at one point in the movie. He does suck at one point and at one point in the <laughs> alleged trilogy. What are you talking about? There is no trilogy. It's just two movies. <laughs> Allegedly, there's a third movie. I do think it's funny that you can buy all three movies for like the price of just buying Blade individually. It's worth it just to get the first two. So for next week, I'm picking our vampire movie. And I'm hoping it doesn't suck. I feel like I've used that joke. Wow. I feel like we've all said that at some point in this series so far. I was going to say we should change burn it to sucks, but I mean, you burn (laughs) vampires too, so. That's true. Blade does burn a vampire in this movie, so. (laughs) That he does, and he doesn't die. (laughs) Yeah. He just gets crispy, like your favorite chip. Yeah. Yeah. That, hmm. Anyway, so I'm picking... (laughs) Evil of Dracula. It's a Japanese vampire movie. It's part of like the quote unquote bloodthirsty trilogy, but they're like not connected together. So we shouldn't, we should be fine. I haven't seen the other two. This should be interesting. I'm pretty intrigued. I do like Japanese vampires. Now, I do believe it's based off like the old school, like Hammer and Universal style stuff. Oh, nice. That'll be fun. That's what they're trying to capture the vibe of, at least in the first two. So I don't know about this one, but we'll find out next week. I'm going to eat some garlic bread while I watch this. <laughs> Taunt the vampires. But in the meantime, if any of you listeners out there want to get in contact with us, want to talk to us about Blade or any other vampire movies you love or hate, either way, I'd like to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Run the Real, or you can email us at runtherealpodcast at gmail.com. Give us your thoughts about Blade and any other vampires. Do you know the cure for vampirism? (laughs) Is it garlic? Ah, yeah. Because I'll never turn. (laughs) Then in that case, I love garlic. (laughs) I do too. Doesn't Whistler inject her with garlic in the beginning? Yeah, I'm not sure why. Like, is it supposed to just stave off her turning? I don't know. I don't know, but it seems like you wouldn't want to inject garlic directly into somebody's blood. I would. That sounds good to me. I'm about it, too. (laughs) Essence of garlic bread. Yes. (laughs) Get my garlic bag. I don't drink blood. I'm a reverse vampire. I drink garlic. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, be sure to get in contact with us. Tell us uh, your thoughts on garlic bread as well, or just garlic in general. (laughs) We'd love to hear about it. Uh, Thanks for listening to us tonight. This is Run The Real, signing off. Mm